are listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from the triune God. Amen. A brief word about apology. My allergies are acted up today. This is Wiley with Zyrtec, Alka-Seltzer Plus, Benadryl, and several rounds of Flonase. So I'm getting quite acquainted to Denver. <sighs> ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Today we begin our Lenten journey, a journey of fasting, of praying, of giving alms, in order to reorient ourselves and our community in the way of the cross, the way of freedom. Growing up, I did not like Ash Wednesday or Lent. Somehow I had been taught that God was angry and my penance was necessary. In fact, if my mom was really mad at me, she would say, you're lucky we're not Catholic because I would send you to confession. (laughs) Hi, Mom. So it felt like an obligation. It felt like a punishment. This Psalm 51 that we chanted at the beginning of our liturgy is a psalm of David, and it's usually categorized as a lament. If anyone knows the history of David, he wanted to have some fun with Bathsheba, so he sends off her husband to then be killed on the front battle lines so that he can use his power and authority like tend to do in the Bible and contemporary society. And then we're left with this. And I hear a deep lament from David, whether it's well-intentioned or not, whether it's too late or not. But David seems to think that what he has experienced is because he is being punished by God. It's a big word called theodicy. Who has heard it before? Yeah? Basically, in summary, it means that understanding that whatever happens to you, we then attribute to it's God. God is doing this to me because I sinned. Or God is doing something to me because I didn't do something. I think that maybe David is looking to God to punish himself. And after a near-death experience on a cold and snowy night in rural Minnesota, I also felt like that too. I went to college in northeastern Iowa, about two and a half hours from Minneapolis south. And on the way, as you're going up what is called Route 52, and at the end of college, we had shirts that said, I survived 52, because it was such a bad road to drive in. But what does this Midwestern kid do? Is like, there's only three inches on the ground I can drive, right? Um, That was a bad idea. Um, what I do remember is that I was coming into a residential area, needed to slow down. Next thing I know, my vehicle is flipping over. It's one of the few moments in my life that um, I've left my mark on the earth because my vehicle left a permanent dent in the ground of where it started to flip over. So... This kid knowledge of Ash Wednesday and Lent led me to believe that this was a nightmare of my own devising. 
something had bad has had been happening to me because God is punishing me for whatever I did. And it felt like God, at least the theodicy question was, does God need to get me to the point of death so that I can wake up? And I'm so glad that when my Chevy Trailblazer flipped over those four times and landed in the ditch, I left that God that was killing me there too. Because it was time for that God to die. That God who demanded an obedience that looked like self-mutilation, beating ourselves up, that God needed to die. When my SUV finally settled, a simple line of a song came to mind. I'm safe in the arms of the earth, in the arms of the earth. Cradle me, cradle me. And how I longed for that safety. My rock bottom was telling the lies about my best it was pushing my friend away who I had loved so deeply, all because I could not get over being jealous. And when face to face with death, when it felt like I was at the bottom of the pit and there was no way in hell that I was going to be safe, from the bottom of the graves that I have dug for myself multiple times, I begin to say and see that I was safe in that dirt. I was safe in that mud. The arms of the earth were reaching out to me to reassure me of my origin and my destination. You and me are made of this earth, and we will return to this earth. Not a punishment, but being reassured that I will return to the arms that will cradle me like my mom cradled me when I was born. David, like me in my car accident, comes to realize that whenever he or our society or that theodicy causes us to believe that God is nothing less than near, merciful and abounding in steadfast love is simply a lie. I am safe in the arms of the earth. Cradle me. To this day, I can remember that even as the accident felt so incredibly isolating and lonely, I know that God was right there. I was not the only mud creature in the world. I can never fully say that this was God, but I remember talking to a couple, couple days after the accident when I had gone back, I told them that I had seen two people come down from their vehicle, come down the ditch, and come and help me get out. I was flipped on my side, so I needed to go up through the passenger door and then slip down the side, the front, the, sorry, the top of the vehicle. And that little old lady said, oh, honey, no one helped you do that. And then there was the other couple, the other couple, again, not knowing if it was God or actual people, 
let's just call it God. And they were getting their mail at the same exact time that they saw my headlights in a place that you should not see headlights. And they called and they came to my rescue. Those people were the arms of the earth for me. Yes, I was safe in the arms of God and of the actual ground. And because there were other mud creatures who cradled me, helped me, and met me with grace and abundant life as we buried that God we needed to. Even when we are convinced that we have messed it all up, God meets our death with arms to cradle us back to life, back to community. Even when I was stubborn to think of anything outside myself, God sent me some mud creatures and to remind me that, yes, I am special, but not that special, and that there are other mud creatures too. And they can be God to us when we are willing to surrender and not fear. Because we have been baptized into a death like Christ's, we will most certainly be extended life in a resurrection like Christ. Jesus has already seen the bottom, and we sure as heck have seen the bottom, and there is nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear. Putting ashes on our foreheads is a blessed assurance that we are never alone. And so intimately engaged with a God in a creation that continues to render life out of death. A God that will go so far as to make mud creatures in their image so that we do not have to be alone. So that we do not have to sit in our own grave. Ashes, our origin and destination, serve as a reminder of how we are connected in the cosmic creation of Christ's own body. A body of mud creatures. A body of connected. A body that with God, we can create all things new. With the assurance of cradled arms and steadfast love, we can pray with hope. We can fast from the things that rob us from the image of God and from one another. We can give alms so that our neighbors can have enough just as we have enough. We can repent when we think that we are beyond repair. This Lent, I pray that it all goes up in smoke and that we are left with ashes. I pray that we can be bold enough to trust in the triune God who is willing to create something new, something new that is actually life, community that is genuine, bodies that are holy and connected. With Jesus and mud creatures, we are safe in the arms of creation, God's very body. And we have nothing to fear. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. 
If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.